throughout history, um, most of the world could not read, could not have access to the stories that are contained in the Bible. So throughout the vast majority of history, especially Christian history, the way that people learned about the story of Jesus was somebody had to read it to them, and they had to listen to it. And that's what we're going to do today. I don't know the last time you just sat down and read the story of the crucifixion of Jesus, but now you get a chance to just listen. Listen to the story of the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus. It'll be a little long. It's a chapter and a half or so. But this is your time to just take it all in and listen to the words of God. He came out and he went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. When he reached the place, he said to them, pray that you may not come into the time of trial. And then he withdrew from them from a stone's throw, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you're willing to remove this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. And then an angel from heaven suddenly appeared and gave him strength. In his anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down from his head to the ground. When he got up from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping because of grief. And he said to them, why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you do not come into the time of trial. And while he was still speaking, suddenly a crowd came, and the one called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus said to him, Judas, is it with a kiss that you betray the Son of Man? When those who were around saw what was was coming, they asked, Lord, should we strike them with the sword? Then one of them struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus said, no more of this. And he touched his ear and he healed them. Then the temple police and the elders who had come for him said, have you come out with swords and clubs as though I were a rebel? And when when I was with you day and When I was with you day after day in the temple, did you not lay hands on me? But this is your hour and the power of darkness. Then they seized him and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house. But Peter was following at a great distance. When they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat among them. Then a female servant, seeing him in the firelight, stared at him and said, this man also was with him. But he denied it, saying, woman, I do not know him. A little later, someone else on seeing him said, you also are one of them. But Peter said, man, I am not. And then about an hour later, still another kept insisting, surely this man also was with him, for he is a Galilean. But Peter said, man, I do not know what you are talking about. 
At that moment, while he was still speaking, the cock crowed. The Lord turned and looked at Peter. And then Peter remembered the word of the Lord and how he said to him, Before the cock crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and he wept bitterly. Now the men who were holding Jesus began to mock him and beat him. They also blindfolded him and kept asking him, Prophesy, who is it that struck you? They kept heaping many other insults on him. When day came, the assembly of the elders of the people, both chiefs, priests, and scribes, gathered together, and they brought him to their council. They said, if you were the Messiah, tell us. He replied, if I tell you, you will not believe. And if I question you, you will not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. All of them asked, are you then the Son of God? He said to them, you say that I am. Then they said, what further testimony do we need? We've heard it ourselves from his own lips. And then the assembly rose as a body and brought Jesus before Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, We found this man inciting our nation, forbidding us to pay taxes to Caesar, and saying that he himself is the Messiah, a king. Then Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And he answered, You say so. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I find no basis for an accusation against this man. But they were insistent and said, he stirs up the people by teaching throughout all of Judea from Galilee, where he began uh, even to this place. And when Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when he learned that he was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him off to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at the time. When Herod saw Jesus, He was very glad, for he had been wanting to see him for a very long time, because he heard about him and was hoping to see him perform some some sort of sign. He questioned him at some length, but Jesus gave him no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood by, vehemently accusing him. Even Herod with his soldiers treated him with contempt and mocked him. And then he put an elegant robe on him and sent him on back to Pilate. That same day, Herod and Pilate became friends with each other. Before this day, they had been enemies. Pilate then called together the chief priests, the leaders, and all the people, and said to them, You brought me this man as one who was inciting the people, and here I have examined him in your presence and have not found this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us. Indeed, he has done nothing to deserve death. I will, therefore, have him flogged and released to you instead. Then they all shouted together, Away with this fellow, release Barabbas for us. This was a man who had been put in prison for an insurrection that had taken place in the city and for murder. Pilate, wanting to release Jesus, addressed them again, saying, But they kept... uh, wanting to release them again, but they kept shouting, crucify him, crucify him. A third time he said to them, why? 
What evil has he done? I have found nothing in him and no ground for the sentence, for the sentence of death. I will therefore have him flogged and then I will release him. But they kept urgently demanding with loud shouts that he should be crucified and their voices prevailed. So Pilate gave his verdict at their demand that he granted. He released the man that they asked for, the one who had been put in prison for insurrection and murder, and he handed Jesus over as they wished. As they led him away, they seized a man, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming from the country, and they laid the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A great number of people followed him, and among them were women who were beating their chests and wailing for him. But Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For the days are surely coming when they shall say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore, and the chests that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, fall on us, and the hills cover us. For if they do this, then the wood is green. What will happen when it is dry? Two others who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. And then Jesus said, Father, Forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by watching, and the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself if he is the Messiah, one of God's chosen. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, then save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, saying, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him, saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he replied, truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, while the sun's light failed and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. And then Jesus crying out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. When the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God and said, Certainly this man was innocent. And when the crowds who had gathered there for this spectacle saw what had taken place, they returned home beating their chests. But all his acquaintances, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. Now there was a good and righteous man named Joseph, 
who, though a member of the council, had not agreed to their plan and action. He came from the Jewish town of Arimathea, and he was waiting expectantly for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down, wrapped it in a linen cloth, and laid it in a rock-hewn tomb where no one had ever been laid before. It was the day of preparation, and the Sabbath was beginning, and the women who came with him from Galilee followed, and they saw the tomb and how his body was laid. They returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath day, they rested according to the commandment. This is the word of the Lord. 